I've never noticed this before. What? The fucking box of hot tamales. For some reason, it has like a hot tamale on it that mm -hmm. says actual size. Like that's gonna help them sell this shit. <laughs> you're you either hate this shit or you love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, they're fucking gross. No, you're wrong. Hot tamales are where it's at. I like to pour them in a bowl and dump milk on them and eat them for breakfast. Strawberry milk. Oh. <laughs> or that's some good horse hooves there. Yeah, I was gonna say like what? It's just glue and cinnamon, isn't it? Yeah, but cinnamon is like a. It's not cinnamon. I know, it's that was raised by old people. Well, I know I was. Well, I mean that's why there's a box of hot tamales sitting on top of a box of good and plenty. You know, like most of the rest of my family likes too. I just I've never gotten that fucking cinnamon candy flavor. Like I like cinnamon on like toast, toast or fucking pie or you know whatever. But that's not the same shit. This is just we had like Werther's Originals and fucking black licorice and uh, what were the the hard can the cinnamon, the cinnamon discs had. the little hard candy round hard candy cinnamons. Ugh. That's what we had. That's what I was able to steal out of my parents' bedroom. We had uh, Werther's and uh, for some reason a lot of the time saltwater taffies. Oh God. Okay, that's one I can't. I could never get behind, really? especially the fucking peanut butter or salt taffy. Well, like that mystery could, candy you get at Halloween. No. 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 Yeah, it's got the little pumpkin face. Yeah. Jack-o'-lantern guy on it? Or just the, you know, ones that were just orange and black wax paper. Yeah, my favorite Halloween. That, uh, my peanut the, butter in the middle. Yeah, fuck that. Or nature's candy. Rocky Mountain Oysters. I was going to yes. say <laughs> testicles. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, my favorite Halloween candy has always been the, the um, like, the red delicious apple filled with uh, razor blades. We went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. Over the mountains. We fought in streams. And the USA. USA. Hey, hi. Uh, hi. Welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West Was Fucked. Open this Unabomber package. Okay, uh, okay so we have a uh, Instagram friend who wanted to send Will something. Oh, uh, me. And Will got it me like, specifically. Will got it last week. Well, it's addressed to uh, Will Boy Adventurers. So. Yep. My guess is baby rattlesnakes. Well, yeah. Well, it is a, a, a person from North Dakota. Yeah, with, with the most Fargo name aside from Margie Gunderson. I know. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know if we want to put the whole name out there. We don't want. Okay, to. we could say the first name. We'll call it Kelly. Kelly. Okay. Thank you, Kelly. We're Thank opening you. your package Kelly. right now. I know it's in there already. Well, I think I know. Unless Luckily, she, Bo has a knife. Unless she pulled a fucking. <laughs> what about like an asshole? <laughs> yeah. Unless she pulled some a fucking knife. Unabomber shit on me, and it is full of rattlesnake eggs. Well, I know what to do. I got the knife. Oh, right. Dinner. You're going to hard boil them? Ooh. Ooh, ooh. I'm glad I... Ooh. Dog It's dog a dog diapers. head. Dog diapers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I suppose dog food can come in boxes, too. Oh, sure. <laughs> Just remind me of a diaper box. Sure. I see this yellow lab or whoever it is looking happy. Ooh, it's a box of milk bones. Oh. Will, eat them on air. I don't know which end is up. I don't think it matters. The rattlesnakes are spring-loaded. They're going to pop out of there either way. Make more noise. Yeah. <laughs> ASMR. Cowboy. 
Ooh, is this like the Fargo Tribune? It's full of newspapers. Ooh, small town uh, who, who got arrested for DUI. Husband faced hard questions, police file shows. Exclusive access reveals details of 1996 North Dakota missing person investigation. Oh, that took a tragic mm-hmm. turn. Oh, shit. <laughs> we'll read that later. <laughs> yeah, that's for, for the break. $16 for effing vodka. Literally called effing vodka. Effing vodka. E-F-F-E-N. <laughs> wow, I've never heard of it. I want it at the bar now. All right. I'm, why am I doing I'm living like the furthest away from the table. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah, there Whoa. it is. Somebody knows I have a bookshelf that is falling over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are these are a pair of uh, uh, horsey head uh, bookends <laughs> for all the fucking like, books that Will has read and we've done shows on and he will never have to read again. Mm-hmm. But they just live on his busted uh, ass shelf. From Hawaii Hardwoods. Ooh. Ooh. House of Quality Monkey Pod. <laughs> Am I reading that right? Is that a fucking podcast? Yep. <laughs> Hawaii Hardwoods. House of Quality. Thank you. Monkey Pod. <laughs> what the fuck is a monkey pod? I I, you you should never take that sticker off of here. Right. Ever. Well, thank you, Kelly. These are lovely. And it's they probably extinct now since they cut down the last tree to make these horse heads. Hey, all right. Glad we could be a part of it. But thank you. Now they'll hold up your multiple books. On Dude, they're straight up. Those are, from like, those are from like 1965, too. Those are cool as fuck. Those are dope. Awesome. Well, we'll have to. We'll post a picture of uh, his his falling apart bookshelf yep. full of books that he'll never read again. <laughs> with possibly with horse head. a cat or two laying on top. Yeah, of Yeah, a couple of gyms here and there. Mm-hmm. Well, he had a picture of Jim sitting on the box. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, we'll get have to, to get her something. Oh yeah, we have your address now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. You might think that means expect something in the mail. It probably means expect like. Will to show up next time he's in the Dakotas <laughs> with a casserole. Yeah, there you go. Um, what's the who, hat dish? What's the Who Killed Captain Alex uh, tagline? Expect the unexpectable. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. It's better than the unexpected. Oh, that's true. You didn't even know you were able to expect it because you weren't able to. Expect you weren't it. able to expect it. It's unexpectable. All right. You know what else is unexpectable? Uh,. The question the, you're about to ask the, me? Yes, the Carlisle School. What, uh, what do you know oh, about fuck. the Carlisle you, School? You tease me with this shit. Uh, <laughs> it's an Indian school. Like in India? No. Was it taught by Indians? I, I'll, I'll give you the, the quick rundown of what I know about so-called Indian schools. Uh, and we kind of touched on it with the uh, Canton Asylum. Mm-hmm. But it's like uh, the U.S. government would take away Native Americans' kids to kind of like native americanize them yep. and mm-hmm. teach them to speak english and you know make them not native americans like basically integrate them into their like i'm gonna it's white society basically yeah and like uh take take away their you know semblance of self and i'd say that's fairly good cliff notes version yeah. yep. and then also we're done I, I i assume a bunch of other fucked up shit happened that's gonna make me cry halfway through this yeah a lot of i mean there's some parts that are actually somewhat positive but it's you know it's a a, it's a complicated history i would say uh on the whole probably not the finest of uh ideas at least with their methodology and stuff like that i think uh in the time there was a lot of people that thought their hearts were in the right place that maybe their hearts were in the right place but their heads was up their ass yeah kind of like i i feel like there's probably some people that are uh, maliciously doing this shit, and there are some people that are 
uh, just ill-informed. Well, guess what? We're going to find out all about it. Yay! So. Oh, and we always uh, been meaning to do this for like the last three months, but uh, I guess land recognition. We're we're not woke to any any point, but that's what you're supposed to do now. I guess every once in a while is say, "Hey, this land used to belong to the Duwamish and the Suquamish." Okay. So we just did that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're also. Are you sure that literally where we're sitting? Probably. Well, who knows? Well, actually, there's a uh, number. Uh, this was on Stuff You Should Know about two months ago, so that's why I knew it. There's a number you can text, and it'll tell you exactly which tribe was living in your zip code. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Awesome. Hey. That and that number up. is? It's a 907 number for some reason, which is Alaska. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, that'll actually make, um, can actually make some research a little easier when you're like, hmm, what peoples were in this? You but yeah, if you're listening and somewhat interested, you should at least know. Who was living on your land before beforehand? Right. Uh, so the quote is: "Save the man, kill the Indian." Great quote. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeesh. <laughs> Off to a kick and start. <laughs> oh God, dude. So by oh, in- kick it off with your comic stands and oh, your voice that's of NPR quality. We already mm-hmm. did. <laughs> so eighteen eighteen, the House uh, Committee on Indian Affairs said Congress. Quote, put into the hands of the children the primer and the hoe, and they were naturally in time take hold of the plow, and as their minds become enlightened and expand, the Bible will be their book. Oh, fuck off. And they will grow up in the habits of morality and industry. Yes. Leave the chase to those uh, whose minds are less cultivated and become useful members of society. Yeah. Become useful members of, uh, produce a bunch of food, get... You know, have it, most of it sold out from underneath you, get paid a fraction of the wage, and then buy the same food back that mm-hmm. Pretty much. You know, yep. Instead of just, you know, getting to do rad shit, like chase down buffaloes and... Well, I mean, there was agriculture yeah. as well, but, like, not industrial scale, you know. Yeah, and the whole point of working for somebody else instead of just the whole community. Yep. Yeah. That's fucking so communism, we gotta, man. We got to break them of that. Yeah. Communism. How dare they? Also, I just found that the phone number. It says, uh, text your zip code, city, and state, separated separated by commas, to 907-312-5085. And the bot will respond with the names of the native lands that correspond to that region. No. So there you go. Uh, 1825, 38 Indian schools were in operation. By the late 1820s, Indian removal was recommended... So the the excuse the government said, well, you know, we're infringing on you. So if you go over here to Oklahoma, you can still practice your traditional ways, right? Which we kind of touched out on of with. out of the gold we just found in Georgia. Yes, yeah. and kind of we touched on that with like Standing Bear and stuff like that. Right, mm-hmm. right. Hey, welcome to Oklahoma. What do you think? He's like, ooh, no, this is bullshit. <laughs> uh, in 1871, Congress officially deemed Indians wards of the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the 1870s, of course, that was just nothing but grift off the, the Indian uh, services there. Right. So by the 1880s, people called for reform. That's where we get all this good mm-hmm. stuff. So Herbert Welsh and Henry Pancoast. Pancoast? Mm-hmm. Uh, they returned from a trip out west in 1882, and they take up the cause of Indian reform. Uh, they claimed that the Indian could be assimilated into mainstream society. Holy shit. Almost like they're people. Mm-hmm. 
What year is this? 70, 1870 something? But the question is not. Oh, so they weren't people yet. The question is not can they? (laughs) What do they necessarily need to be forced to? I'm I'm probably not, but. So they form an Indian Rights Association there. But of course, uh, from our Standing Bear episode, we know that there was already uh, one for the Poncas in 1879. But they actually went out to the reservations and reported on the conditions, and they were probably a lot more accurate than the Indian Affairs Committee. Yeah. No, they it's get fine. In trouble Everything's for cool being, here. Being all fucked up. Uh, they even employed a full-time lobbyist, which was kind of a new thing. Oh, they're to blame for lobbyists? Probably. Maybe they don't like them as much. <laughs> but uh, soon the, uh, the Ponca one kind of gets dwarfed by all these other people trying to help out. But some were chirpy. Churchy, not chirpy. Mm, chirpy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, give your balls a tug. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Fuck you, Shorzy. Fuck you, Corey. Your mom's twat so swampy, not even Ducks Unlimited will touch her. Uh, the association would gather at Mohonk uh, Lake every year. Mohonk? Mohonk. It's a cross between a Mohawk and a, a Bohemian. I, I thought it was a Canada goose. Oh. Mohawk. <laughs> but they would gather there every year for 30 years to discuss the Indian question. Basically, in a posh hotel in New York. I hate the Indian Do question because like it comes way too close to the Jewish question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of questions. I mean, it's I, I guess in retrospect, it is kind of a similar. <laughs> they got those Native American space lasers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting forest fires. Uh, of course, uh, we get to mention Carl Schurz again. He is former uh, um, uh, committee of Indian Affairs of President. There, he said in 1881, the Indians were confronted with a stern alternative. Extermination or civilization? Uh, Stern alternative sounds like uh, it sounds like something. A genre of music, yeah, kind of, yeah. Like <laughs> it's like um, brought to you by Howard Stern. No, I was thinking more like you know, there's alternative and then there's slightly edgier alternative. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like shit your dad would listen to. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good uh, example, you know, like um, like Soundgarden, but meaner. Dishwallow with like cuss words. Tell me all your thoughts on the fuck right now. Right now. Tell me fuck. Wasn't Dishwalla also like a health drink that made everybody sick? That's Oddwalla. Oh. Yeah, that's Oddwalla. Green machine. If you're putting something called that in your body, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) yeah. I say that as like a smoker, but. uh, (laughs) (laughs) You don't drink cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, not in a long time. <laughs> I only did that once. Will and I had a story about that. I, I know. You put coffee cigarettes. Yeah, and then yeah, you feel your heart beat through the back of your eyeballs for the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sure said uh, that most people didn't want to, uh, you know, it, extermination must be revolting to every American. He said. Yeah, that's probably the ethical, moral, and... So it's correct. not even a fucking, like, it's a fake choice. It's like, he's like, this is your choice, extermination or assimilation. Well, it's, and extermination is disgusting. It's no, like, well, then why he's not, not why the one go saying it? it's disgusting, oh. right? It's, like, the other folks, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. No, he's he's like, oh, it's you. Cool, either, I'm, I'm cool with whatever, man. You're either going to the warehouse or you're getting exterminated. <laughs> and they're like, hey, that's... Not, not, cool. not cool, man. Yeah. Uh, some worried that the ration system made the natives dependent. Oh, yeah. Welfare oh, queens. fucking welfare queen bullshit. Oh, fuck you. Hey, um, you know, like, if you, if you coddle them, they'll never learn how to grow corn out of these rocks. <laughs> now eat your scorpion salad. <laughs> yeah, your never scorpion mind we gave salad. you the worst land available. Yeah. Uh, and, and forbid you from, like, hunting shit. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
1887, Congress passed the Dawes Act that was giving uh, Indians their own land back. <laughs> Gee, thanks, asshole. <laughs> Fuck. But, uh, the, of course, first the reservation was surveyed, which means that they always cut in about half right there. Right. So 160 acres to the family head and 80 acres to a single person and 40 acres to a person under 18. And the government would hold on to that land for 25 years. Just to make sure they don't spend it all before their 21st yeah, birthday. Yeah, that. So they well, so they couldn't uh, sell it to to somebody else. Yeah, to survive. They're probably like, yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. This this plot of land has just too much water on it. Yeah. Well, also, if they I, if they have that much water, they're gonna they're not gonna learn how to like pull themselves up. You know, by the well, and I also drives. might kind of want to put them on some shittier land later if I can find some and then yep. maybe sell this myself. So you know. Yep. What if I mean? What if they find gold here? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> fuck. Don't say that out loud. Shit. <laughs> and of course, the uh, the leftovers mm. would be sold to Whitey. Of course, but it's of course they couldn't land. just just give them more acreage. It is but surplus land, will it is not being used? There mm-hmm. is no factory on it. Now wrap it up in tin foil and take it home. There wasn't uh, Paul Bunyan actively raping it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just imagining <laughs> Paul Bunyan sticking his dick in a hole. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what he was shooting for. <laughs> So the reformers saw it as a victory. So these are the progressives of the time. Uh, 1878, the Indians got their own police forces so they could kill each other yeah, like sitting say, bull so and crazy shoot, horse. Sitting bull and stab crazy <laughs> horse with a bayonet. Uh, 1883, Indian courts were set up to prosecute people for minor crimes like polygamy. And looking at a white woman. Mm-hmm. Theft and doing, quote, heathenish dances. Oh, my God. We can dance if we want to. We can leave your plans behind. By he- Dr. Heathen Scum. What would that be like? Their start, starting a mosh pit or something? They're or? just the normal dances they're used to doing, many of which are part of their culture, religious like and religious, cultural religious, traditions. Uh, like well, like we, all the native people at the Anthrax show doing the war dance. Is that a thing that happened? Yeah. Oh. Oh, cool. No, they just oh. always have a, a good mosh pit for that. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, well, and you heard like, uh, well, we'll have to talk about the ghost dance sometime, but like, yeah. uh, it's when they were doing the ghost dance and they were praying to, because uh, it was, it was kind of spread around, but I can't remember the guy that started. We've talked about Oh, him, yeah, the huckster that yeah. kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's call something. it like cult leader. <laughs> yeah. Like, but got everybody like, look, if you just do this specific thing, like the white people will just go away, It'll the buffalo off. will come back, yeah. all your dead relatives will come back, right. blah, blah, blah. And the Indian agents were watching this like, oh my God, it's a revolt, you know? <laughs> and then massacres yeah. ensue. Yeah. We'll get further in depth on that some other time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1885, Congress extended federal ju- jurisdiction to the reservations for major crimes like uh, murder, rape, and arson. Which is a, a good day if you get it all in. Arson, all three rape, and murder, and rape. <laughs> said rape twice. I like rape. <laughs> Charming. Sign right here. So all this would help civilize the Indians if you put them in jail, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, along with this reform, CAMS education. CAMS? CAMS. CAMS. CAMS, okay. CAMS education. CAMS good speeching. <laughs> So they must be taught the knowledge, values, mores, and habits of Christian civilization. Ah, boo. But most thought it was a waste of time trying to teach old Indians new tricks. Oh, fuck. And they target the children. Of course. 
So, We're doing this for the children. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the fucking QAnon pitter ass now, or whatever, or groomers. That's what they are, groomers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Carl Schurz, he estimated it cost nearly a million dollars to kill kill one Indian. Wow. But it, uh, it only cost... terrible shots. Wait, I what? <laughs> They're like, we got we to start these schools, man. We just can't afford to kill all these Native I know. Americans. Because it only uh, took $1,200 to school them for eight what years. What the fuck? Uh, uh, dude, see, it's terrible to be killing these people because it just costs too yeah. much goddamn money. I have to send out like two cavalry regiments and all their supply wagons and all this shit, and then they keep running. We catch up with them and they run, and we don't kill any. We gotta chase him for months. Then the calf loses. They go out with twenty six horses and they lose forty of them. Right. Uh, Secretary of Interior Henry Teller claimed it took twenty two million to make war and protect the frontier. That's four times more than educating uh, thirty thousand children. So with the Dawes Act passing, people worried that the Indian would be thrown into the modern world without any knowledge how to operate in it, which is like uh, they're thinking of it like uh, Phil Hartman's like unfrozen caveman lawyer type mm-hmm. situation. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So first, you got to teach them to read and write, and then math and science. Which, and I mean, I guess—I would say it is admirable to, like, give them opportunity to be able to communicate better and understand this stuff better. But that thing is not force them. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you'd you know. like to, these are available to you. Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't like the fact that they're, like, steeping all this shit in the fucking Bible. Yeah, no, and that's, You can well, fucking lose me with that shit. And gee, what's happening right now in, like... Public education, you know, mm-hmm. burn this book and fucking blah, blah, yep. blah. And yeah, it's shocking. So second of all was to teach them individualization to be an individual. Individualization. <laughs> Not care about your community as much. Yep. Gotcha. Because, the me generation. Yeah, and, uh, quit being a fucking communist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What you should do is fuck over your neighbors as mm-hmm. much as humanly possible for more gain for yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How so, do you think I got all this land? I did it to you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's the American way. Yeah. It is good and moral. So I, I know we, this is what I always think when I'm researching this, but, you know, most most white people, even at that time, were good. You know, most, you know. For their, and we in the just, context of their time. Yeah. And, but when you throw, you know, uh, capitalism into everything, and that just fucks everything up. It and, tends to cause the problems that we end up talking about a lot yeah yeah this well and it uh uh if i mean look at wait till we get to the railroad ye mm-hmm. fucking ha i mean look at look at what's still happening today like capitalism forces people to like uh a you get like um what is it you get uh uh uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for more gain like you you get uh rewarded for acting badly for yeah, fucking for, other people over right and like you know when you do that you get more shit for yourself so it's like, why the hell would I help anybody out right. when I can just say "fuck you" and take your shit? And well, what you mean? This law is not going to be enforced. I guess I'll, I guess I'll just trade my ass off. And, yep, exactly. Yeah. Wait, why? How is this going to negatively impact me? Oh, it's not. Oh yeah, <laughs> fuck well, it. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're kind of lucky to get about. Well, kind of the whole point of the podcast too that we never really mentioned. It's like we got about two hundred years out of the West, and now it's pretty much fucked. Yep. Yeah. Just. 
Yeah. Yep. So the Indian way was probably better. No. Looking in hindsight, I, you know, even uh, though you don't want to romanticize things too well, much. The other, hard, yeah, but. I mean, there's, you know, uh, and there is a little bit more of this coming back where they're like having, uh, you know, First Nations people like kind of help with like land management and wildlife management stuff, uh, dam removal, um, some forestry practices looking at like how they used to do shit so trying to avoid as climate change happens all these horrific fucking wildfires that we get because oh it's not cuz it's not cuz yeah, it's not cuz he didn't rake the fucking forest it's because if you got a bunch of little trees that are not com- commercially fucking usable they're not getting cut down and they're not getting used up and you have all this little brush that fucking can catch fire a lot easier than a big desirable old growth tree that's had to survive hundreds of fires mm-hmm. over its lifespan but is, you know, only worth what it is in board feet of lumber. So there's starting to be a little bit more of that being integrated. Um, also, like, bison man- management and recovery type situations, you know. But, I mean, we didn't have to, like, start from square one if we uh, had a little bit of a yeah fore- forethought. But, you know, anyway. No, we're not going to do that. Soapbox. There, there we went with our fucking soy trash yep. shit again. Sorry. <laughs> But uh, in the Indian world, uh, your wealth was measured by how much you gave away. Well, because that was the thing is, check it out. I can afford to help you out. Would you like? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, they had they had like potlucks and stuff. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to show off, you gave away. You a make few, a smorgasbord few. cake and you bring yep. that to the potluck. Oh, God. <laughs> Especially, I'm picturing like a Plains Indian smorgasbord cake would... The the the, oh. the modern Anglo ones are mm-hmm. pretty disgusting looking, but I'm picturing them like, oh. actually, you know what? Not as bad as I think, because you know it's like okay, like Bordrapi, you know, fucking bison meat, bear grease, bear grease. I mean, you get behind that. There's no yeah. that one with the uh, canned shrimp and the oh the, shit like, and the fucking locks and shit on it. Fresh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they also had to teach him about private property too. Yeah, which is a big thing. And uh, also, they had to work on their, uh, they said, quote-unquote, disdain for labor, which, if you don't see the immediate reason to go dig a ditch in the, out in the middle of the desert, you're right. not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. You'd rather go hunt a buffalo or, or, or something. collect firewood or, yeah. you know, hunt for herbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, third of all, they had to teach the, quote-unquote, savage Indian about family, about yeah, how— Teach them about family? <laughs> Okay. Not not the way they saw it were everybody's family. Even yeah, yeah. at Olive Garden. No, just our family. The other fucking weirdos can go fuck themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Not like well, like a lot of the cultures where, you know, every every man is uncle and every woman is auntie and yeah. you know I don't have friends. I got family. And uh no polygamy. So oh. scratch that off. They're like, why the fuck do we want to join this society? Well, I think a lot of the cases of polygamy, too, it was like, uh, wasn't a lot of times like somebody's like husband gets killed in a hunt or a battle and it's like, well, I guess I'll take you, you know, I've yeah. got enough stuff. You want to come be my yeah. other wife? And- the reformers also had the idea that native women were basically slaves and suffered all manner of abuse. Meanwhile, fucking white women are like, <laughs> well, it wasn't much better. <laughs> dude, goddamn. I mean, some of that bears out, like, especially if it was people that were captured. Yeah, they, you know, yeah, and that it, could it, happen. It varied from each tribe to tribe, right. too, and a lot of the societies, it was kind of matriarchal, and the the women had most of the ownership of things. Right, which, like, isn't it, like, I think the Navajo is, like, Danae's still, like, uh, I guess the woman owns, like, the logs for the house, you know. Because you know that's the hard part to get for like a Hogan, yeah. And I think I think I mean 
Yeah. I should research that more before I open my dumb fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> of course, land allotment was the first step in uh, getting everybody civilized. 1890, the field matron program was started to teach all the wifey duties to the reservation women. This is how you sew, and this is how you... Listen to me. You're not a Whoa. slave anymore. I love that Your shit. property. Like, this is how you sew. These people have been like, you know, bitch, I've been sewing buckskin with this piece of bone <laughs> since, you know, my grandma taught me. You know, right. like, fuck off with your needlepoint. Fourth aim was to church them up real good, Christian style. Oh. And Christianity was the pinnacle of civilization. Mm-hmm, as we know. Uh, fifthly, the Indians needed to learn citizenship and how to salute the flag. Yeah, except for, are they citizens? No. <laughs> They're wards of the state. And that uh, this is a, always going to be a hard thing to talk about, the, you know, the, what they teach them in schools about the, the taming of the West and stuff like oh, God. And Columbus. And, yeah, but, uh, yeah, go out and die for your country, that type of thing. Mm. But now it's time to build the schools. They had uh, $20,000 in 1877 to do this so. But uh, $3 million by the time in 1900, from 3,500 students to 21,000. Basically, well, in 1884, there's about a quarter of all Indian children in, enrolled in uh, schools, 73% in 1926. So basically, you know, instead of going to war, they're going to war with ideas, there which is allow. always a good thing. In the 1860s, Indian day schools were started. Uh, they had 48 of them, uh, but kids would get to go home every day, so... They got to unlearn all that they learned. Yeah. Uh, well, I doubt that's actually even the case, but... That's yeah, what they the, thought. Yes. Even. Yeah. Uh, but day schools were less expensive and the parents were less combative about it. Because your children are not being taken, taken away from thousands you. thousands of miles away from you. What a concept. You actually get to see your kids every day. It's mm-hmm. almost like, you know, school. <laughs> <laughs> but the policymakers became disenchanted with them because it didn't force assimilation quick enough. Yeah. We need results. I got a, I got fucking deadlines to meet and fucking quotas to meet. Mm-hmm. 1870, the reservation boarding schools were started. Um, most of the time, they were located at the Indian Agency headquarters and were under direct supervision from the Indian agent. Which is always super, because they're definitely trained to work with children and mm-hmm. education. And as we know, Indian agents back in the day were <laughs> just, just upstanding members of society. Par- paragons of morality and justice. So about half the time was schooling, or half the school was real schooling, the other half was industrial schooling, so we're yeah. going to teach you how to make shoes, even though you don't wear shoes. Teach you how to make shoes. <laughs> cool, now we can sell all these shoes that you've learned how to make. Exactly, wow. it's like, well, after about 12 dozen pairs of shoes you know how to you make know how shoes, to make shoes yep. yes. after that it's just profit yep uh, that brings to mind uh happy gilmore where uh, oh yeah now your back's gonna and hurt also i'll teach you to be happy i'll teach your grandmother to suck eggs <laughs> so it's like teach them to make shoes that's like, immediately <laughs> popped in my head this is ren and stimpy uh children were let out in the summer and over christmas though but oh. they were confined there from eight to nine months a year so basically you get to look over the wall that they built mm-hmm. around Look at your uh, sad uncle. Char- sad come, Charlie Brown music playing. Yeah. Come get his annuities at, at the post nearby. Oof. But the children seemed to forget all they were taught as soon as they were returned home. And they all came back with colds and illnesses and covered in lice, according to the agents. Uh, well, no. So that means like one, maybe? Mm-hmm. Well, also, like I said, if they weren't confined to the agency, probably a little less lice stuff mm-hmm. going yeah. on because... 
better conditions because you're able to take care of yourself instead of being, nope, stay here. But it's mm-hmm. filthy and gross. Stay here. Uh, agents also complained that the parents tried to visit. <laughs> How fucking dare they? It's, well, they thought it was disruptive. And, of course, the kids were homesick. Uh, well, like I said, the, being at the agency, they could see their relatives through the window. Some proposed putting up fences around the school or moving them. And some proposed to send them off the reservation. We just blind the children, then they can't see their grandmother. <laughs> oh, that's coming up, too. <laughs> oh, shit. Not on purpose. Oh, okay. But just cramming a bunch of people in a small space, that, that'll happen. Tenant Richard Henry Pratt. Yay. I like how the way you... Richard Henry Pratt. Like... Really like the sh- shitty dialogue robot. I was saying, like the 1980s uh, Mac 2, like where you, uh, Apple Mac 2, where you can make it say right. stuff. Richard Henry Pratt. Uh, he was in charge of transporting prisoners from Fort Sill oh, to no. St. Augustine, Florida. Oh, and who might have those prisoners mostly been? Uh, mostly Indians. And mostly, especially. Uh, Cheyenne, Comanche, and Kiowa. Oh, well, I thought also, like, we're getting, oh, it's too early for uh, Geronimo and yeah, Apache. Yeah. Damn. Uh, this was mostly from the Red River War of uh, 1874. Oh, okay. Uh, what was his name? Oh, that's right. I read about that. Um, the guy who went insane after a while. What? The guy who went insane after a while. That narrows it down. Anyway, Pratt volunteers for the job. Pratt served uh, with the 10th of the Buffalo Soldiers. He is. He was one of those humanitarian generals. <laughs> Kill him with kindness. The yeah. Ones, <laughs> the ones that Donald Trump bitches about. <laughs> Uh, and he thought the Indian needed to be included in uh, the American institutional life in order to survive. Because we have made it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Pratt had vague orders. Basically, he was just told to lock them up. Go over there and do some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're locking up Indians, we're, we're cool. Yeah, yep. right. Can I teach them? Don't care. Don't, <laughs> Don't care. give a shit. So he decides to carry out an experiment. Oh. Turn oh. his prison into a school. Well, okay, that's less Dr. Mangala than... No, it's literally uh, fucking uh, uh, Evergreen State College. Turned prison into school? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was originally built, like, uh, it was constructed as a prison, which is why it looks like a fucking prison. It's like all concrete slab construction. They got like partway through uh, building it, and then they decided not to fund it anymore. So they're like, well, now what are we going to do? I guess we'll turn it into a state school, state college. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's an interesting fucking... Have you been there? I picked Leo up from... It is a weird-ass yeah. campus. Mm-hmm. I used it, to go to parties there when I lived in Olympia. Yeah. Well, it'd be good for, you know, if you're got a nice clock tower to shoot people from. I totally, yeah. 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 We When I was a kid, they uh, in June, when the when all the, you know, classes would let out, or when, you know, graduation happened, they had a, a, a weekend in June after graduation called Super Saturday, and, like, they had, like, Ren Fair going on, and, like, you know, like, you know... Vendor like ice cream vendors and shit and you know flea market type stuff. Yeah, we used to go there when I was a kid. I fucking loved it. Awesome. At, at graduation, somebody wore sod, just grass. Just <laughs> what? Because it's a hippie school. It is. Oh. Yeah, that's why it had all the best weed. Somebody yep. wore sod. <laughs> sod. Son of Jarrell, kneel before oh. sod. I was thinking, <laughs> new from Calvin Klein. Sod. <laughs> Earthy. Uh, of course, so he's uh, turning his prison into a school to sa- civilize the savage. Civilize the savage. Fred Savage and his brother just like, let me out of here, man. I'm going to savilize you. That's a- savilize? Yeah. <laughs> he's probably savilized some people. Of course, a few Indians died the first few weeks from the heat. Hey, it's just going to happen, man. You know, uh, most were fault. despondent and hopeless. <laughs> After watching a couple other classmates <laughs> die from heat in a 
prison. Well, it's not not quite a, a school yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> but he takes off the leg irons and he lets them walk around. Oh, that's very kind. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude! I'm imagining they're like, "Welcome to school," and it's like the underground fucking uh, the the little weird solitary thing from a uh, 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 Cool Hand Luke, where they like <laughs> they just like put you in a little underground case with like a <laughs> fucking plastic cover. What we've got here is. Failure to communicate. Some man you just can't reach. But then he cuts their hair and gives them discarded army uniforms. Mm. (laughs) He probably killed this guy with his leftover. (laughs) And And we know what the fucking... It's two... Three guys or whatever died from the heat stroke. Yeah, and the, now here's your fucking navy blue wool, na- navy blue jacket. wool suit. <laughs> Don't mind the blood stains on it. Yeah. That one's got a burn mark. Ooh, look whole. at that. This one has some nice ventilation. You see where the bayonet I went I, in? I think I killed this guy. I recognize this arrow sticking out of it. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Uh, but Pratt takes the risky step to replace the white guards with Indian ones. Ooh, so saving more money by having yeah, guard right. themselves. Jesus. But the prison started to improve, and Pratt would talk to him every night about what they could do to improve their situation. Let me out. No, nope, can't do that. <laughs> but with obedience came freedom. Oh, I guess. We'll make, uh, like Listen, it. you're not slaves. You're property. <laughs> yeah, you're not slaves. You're students, okay? You're students. students. <laughs> we don't say the S word. Okay, we can say student. Yeah. But uh, Pratt let the prisoners out on the beach. Okay. He had uh, fishermen in boats dangle hooks with chunks of meat uh, to hook a shark. Then the Indians... Where the fuck was this? In Florida. Florida, uh, Oh, okay. St. Augustine. Uh, So they would get a... Not not Missouri. That's why I'm like, (laughs) Oklahoma's (laughs) fishing for shark. (laughs) That's going to work out well. (laughs) So they would land a shark, and then the Indians would pull from shore, up to, you know, maybe 20 of them. So they had a a lot of fun doing that. Did it say what kind of meat they were dangling off the hook? Meat. Well, I mean, three Probably guys have already don't died. Don't ask <laughs> about the meat. Stop talking about the meat. Uh, but they caught five sharks that day, some right. weighing 1,200 pounds. So, that's so they're just like dragging sharks out of the water for shits and grins. And they guess, look, guys, shark. Mm-hmm. All right, leave it here. Pratt had curious visitors from St. Augustine visit the prisoners. Poke hey, with a stick doing? or something? It seems like you're dragging truck, uh, sharks the size of pickup trucks up on the beach. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Come check it out. Also, the Curious Visitors sounds like a uh, like a new wave band or something. Yeah, or, or like a gossip newspaper. Ooh, yeah. Uh, soon he issued them passes, and they were allowed to mingle in the community. Ooh. Pass it? Oh, to like go into pass. town or whatever? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Pratt had the prisoners pick up sea beans. Uh, what? Sea beans. Sea beans. They cover the shores. Basically, uh, they probably just fall off a sea tree or something. or something. Yeah, but they are polished and used for necklaces. Ah, so they could sell them and keep the profits for themselves. Oh, cool! So they would make other things and sell them to uh, curious visitors. And they were also hired out as laborers. Oh, just to these things. Pick oranges. Well, it looks like green beans, right? Yeah, we have this shit. Like- sea beans are beloved for their. Wait, wait, wait! No, no, no! Okay. Definition of a sea bean, any of various beans or showy seeds of tropical origin that are frequently carried by the ocean currents. Oh, so oh, it's just any... Oh, very different than what I was looking up. Yeah. Sea but beans, whole foods. Ooh. I also I saw something else, that shit that looked like cross between asparagus and green beans, kind of. All right, so, yeah, it's fucking shiny seeds. Mm-hmm. Right. We so, get a two-pound loose parts bag of it. Loose what? It says, sea beans, loose parts, two-pound bag. <laughs> 
I got some loose parts for wow, you. Look at that. Love, roll that lovely bean footage. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful bean footage. I'm just thinking about those beans. Yeah. Uh, so he let uh, let the prisoners uh, keep their own accounts so they could go out and spend money and hey. kind of learn about how to be in get capital ripped, Get ripped off list. by a merchant who mm-hmm. takes advantage of your language barrier. Uh, but the ultimate success of Pratt's experiment would be if he could teach a prisoner's English. Yeah. And these guys Good like were, me. We gotta, these guys are like in their 20s, right? Yeah. 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 What are they locked up for? Did it say? Just be, for be fighting in the Red River War, probably most okay. of them. So war, prisoners of war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he got uh, Sarah Mather, a retired school teacher, to help. She related to Cotton and probably. Marshall. Of course, they uh, teach him how to be Christians, too. Of course. Very, very clearly then related to Cotton. Also at the St. Augustine at the time was Episcopal Bishop. I what? said that uh, right. Episcopal? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was somebody's name. For his Me too. Good old Episcopal coming up. You know, like. But this is the uh, yeah. Henry Benjamin Whipple. That's a good missionary name yeah, there. Was, oh, Tibbles. That was the lot. Okay. Tibbles. <laughs> Tibbles. Tibbles the cat. Ding, 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 ding. Tibbles the lawyer cat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was a renowned missionary to the Sioux, and he happened to just be spending the winter there, because he is old, I guess. And he began regular visits, and he said that he didn't, that uh, the Indians didn't look murderous anymore. So this is progress. Didn't look murderous anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe because they're not in the middle of fighting a fucking war. <laughs> Dumb shit. Also, they're dressed in clothes that are not scary and frightening to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And their hair's cut. And their hair's cut, Yes. Nothing says murderous like long hair. Mm-hmm. Don't look at me. <laughs> oh, shit. Ask any Norwegian metal band. Yeah. <laughs> me or Will. Uh, slowly, word spread through philanthropic, emphasis on the thropic, circles about their miraculous conversion. Uh, spring of 1878, the government said that they could be released, but if they wanted to remain in the East and continue schooling, they could. Wow. If you want to stay in prison, I mean... <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean they're letting them go. You know, it's not as prisony as prisons were at that time. I mean, they get to catch sharks, man. You yeah. know, it's far less prisony than that place. Freedom, <laughs> freedom. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, picture like just the normal run of the mill prison system in what was this, 1882, 83, 78, 84, 78, mm-hmm. 1878. Okay, so that's two years after Little Bighorn. <sighs> what do you picture the prison system in the United States? I mean, like, we've it is more fucked than this in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, we, we barely touched on what a prison was like back then. I know what jails were like. Yes. Yeah, it was like a cabin. Or tent uh, tent pegging you down yeah. on a, with a wet beef hide. Right. <laughs> but I, I assume, like, prison prisons, what, the only one we really talked about was in Porter Rockwell, and it was like a fucking medieval castle kind yeah. of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of them were, like, left over, like, Civil War fucking shits. Yeah. And, which were pretty much a stockade with a ditch of poop running through it, and, you know. <laughs> Just jar that shit up and huff some jankum. Love a jankum mm-hmm. party. Uh, so 22 Indians remained. So now Pratt has to find money to go build a school for him. Better pick more sea beans and mm-hmm. get more shark meat. <laughs> uh, five of the Indians found schools elsewhere, but the remaining 17 were accepted by the Hampton Normal School. The what? The Hampton Normal School? Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, that was a school by Samuel Chapman Armstrong, who is an abolitionist, and started that school for newly freed slaves. So, you are throwing in a bunch of Indians with a bunch of slaves, or former slaves. Former slaves. And the students there had to be reassured that they wouldn't be scalped. Oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> uh, later, Congress agreed to provide money for 50 more students, and Pratt agrees to stay on to oversee it. 
so he's an overseer. I guess oh, that's not shit. a good word for that. Uh, Armstrong and Pratt got along, but uh, uh, didn't agree on how to do the school. So <laughs> this is how you do the school. <laughs> left to the left. Do the do the, the right. do the do the do the school. So Pratt goes to D.C. to get uh, money for his own school. Finally, he was authorized to get 125 Indians together for a school, and he was given some unused military buildings in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Stick around for more How the West Was Fucked. From Bronson Swagger comes the Judge Roy Bean Simply Safe Barrel Arm. Worried about protecting your junk? Get the Judge Roy Bean Simply Safe Barrel Arm. Order now, and in four to six weeks, our delivery boy will show up to your house and install our sophisticated alarm system, which is quite simply a bear attached to a chain in front of your house. Now, you will have to feed it yourself, but we wouldn't know if you just fitted uh, the delivery boy to the goddamn bear. That's between you and your maker. Get the 24-7 protection you deserve. Well, if the bear's asleep, you might just have to poke it. Get the Judge Roy Bean Simply Safe Bear Alarm today! So Pratt got uh, Mrs. Mather again and went to the Rosebud and Pine Ridge uh, reservations. The chiefs there weren't keen on the idea. Wasn't one of them still like Red Cloud, wasn't it? Uh, I believe. Well, he had his own reservation in Nebraska, but then they, I think oh. they did move on to Pine Ridge after that, if I remember right. I just, all I know is, like, uh, his was some of the kids they went and really, really wanted to grab because they wanted to make sure that, you know, you could have Red Cloud's kids hostage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but finally enough were sent along, well, along with the 11 for, from Fort Marion that were still going to school, even though they're in 25 no, or something. It's college now. Mm-hmm. But in November 1st, 1879, the Carlisle School opened, and Pratt would run it for 25 years. So basically, it was kind of, his word was kind of the most single important advocate for Indian schooling. Uh, he thought he was the expert and hated anybody who questioned his Uh-oh, methods. now we're getting kind of fucking troll-feaky. <laughs> uh, Pratt said he liked Indians, but had no use for their culture, which is a good part of <laughs> who you are. <laughs> and of course... Uh, his motto was kill the Indian in him and save the man, which was a step up from the only good Indian is a dead Indian. Yes, was that same? Uh, so he just added wasn't that Sheridan or somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just like that he added an extra phrase, which is like it used to be kill the Indian, now it's kill the Indian, spare the man. Yeah. <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> uh, but he wanted to break him of reservation life. He thought the Allotment Act should be after they were educated, so they should give them the land after. You got to earn it. Mm-hmm. You got to earn being able to live on the place that you. There's also have lived. like here we'll kind of show you how to do this shit you're unfamiliar with. Sure, you know, like here's a plow. Here's how you do the thing, and you know, I mean, it's, I'm not agreeing with it fully, but I can see where he might their thought process. Yes, right. So uh, reservation schools uh, still kept him tribal. He thought. Uh, Pratt didn't send the kids home for the summer, like the uh, the reservation schools. Instead, they get to work on Whitey's farm around the school. Oh, great. There's problems. <laughs> so sometimes, actually, out- Students. Agricultural students. Yeah. Actually, out west, they're more worried about the white people killing the Indians if they yeah. send them to go work for them. Right. 
but uh, a lot of the people around Carlisle were, were Quakers, so they're slightly anyway. Yeah, slightly better, but some not gonna, some were taken advantage of for they're sure. They're not going to see like you know Jimmy Red Cloud going up the road to help Farmer Jim and Farmer Dave shoots him. He's like, Jesus, Jim, I just saved you from an engine attack. You know, <laughs> so I, who's going to pick my weeds? Yep. <laughs> Damn it. 1884, uh, four more off of reservation schools open. Uh, by 1908, they had 27, but uh, most of them were all in the West, though, except for Carlisle. Uh, even one in Wapenton and one Bismarck. No, is the Wapenton one that one that turned into the Wapenton Industrial School? Probably. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Where's that? Wapenton. Where's Wapenton? By Sisseton. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. That narrows it down. Thanks. Is that North Dakota? Yeah, it's yeah. North Dakota. Okay. All right. Uh, so by 1899, 3,800 students went through there, but only 209 graduated. Basically, most just got a primary education. Uh, Congress still debated whether attendance should be mandatory, because it probably wasn't for the whole country. But it, it would mention to, you know, you should withhold rations if people kept their kids out of school. Oh, my God. But this it was not... This is not mandatory. However, we're going to have to starve you unless you send your kids to school. <laughs> but it's not mandatory. You, they feel free to opt out. Feel free to opt out. But uh, beginning in the 1900s, it was compulsory. So, yay. In uh, theory, the reservation schools were uh, were to send their best students off to the boarding schools. But many reservation schools didn't want to part with their best students. By 1893, the kid couldn't be shipped off to the boarding school without full consent of the parents. Holy shit. But that 20 years, almost, well, 15 years in. The commissioner of Indian Affairs said that, quote, even ignorant and superstitious have rights. Wow. <laughs> See, is, he talk- very thinking. is he talking about the Christians? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the funding came from treaty agreements and funds from the sale of Indian land after the Allotment Act. Mm, yeah. Fucking excellent. And also straight from Congress, too. So they would get about 106... Congress. <laughs> Mitch McConnell. <laughs> oh, gold rings and fucking grill. Oh, oh, I wish I could Photoshop, because I would Photoshop. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be able to ever see Mitch McConnell's teeth to be able to put a grill on yeah. it. You can't the water lies. So. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, he's got, he's got turtle the, the turtle beak. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Well, we'll just have to give him like a flavor flavor clock around his neck or something. Uh, So they would get $167 per student or about uh, $5,000 in today's money. So that's something. It is something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Efforts were to uh, make it nonpartisan, but the Indian agents were always, you know, political appointees. So if you get a bad one, uh, it would make it pretty much impossible to function which a lot of them were. I was going to say, so mostly impossible to function. Mm-hmm. Uh, by 1891, President Benjamin Harrison cleaned it up and made the school positions civil service positions. Uh, so he had to take a test. Yeah. Uh, by 1908, uh, TR had the uh, eliminated the Indian agent altogether. So <laughs> I like he just lined him up and shot him. I was going to say, I like picturing that as like... I wrestled him to Yeah, death. like busts down the door to their office and like goes at him with a Fight me, knife. you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fight me, coward. (laughs) (laughs) Holy. (laughs) But uh, it was a breakthrough in 1897 when the Indian school supervisors, uh, there was three of them, so they increased their guys to five. That was a big, big breakthrough. (laughs) Uh, Women were the teachers by the late 1800s. 
because you could pay them less. <laughs> and they would generally just work for a few years and then get married. So, you know, most get, of them wouldn't stick around. They didn't get like tenure? No. So. And, of course, if you're from the East and going back to the West, uh, you know, it's usually pretty primitive living conditions for, for these teachers. Work was exhausting. Distant all day in the classroom. Uh, they would have an evening study hour. Then they get to supervise student chores. Right. And this is like they they don't go home to their parents. They're just there, right? Yep. The, the students? Yeah. No, this is the teachers. That I, are, I, I know. Right. Like oh, this, yeah. At this point, like basically there's no summer break and all this shit. So you're like, you're teaching. It's boarding the, school. You're right. You're teaching mm-hmm. the kids and then you got to take care of them after that. No, so, I think they kind of. No? Don't they have like, well, there's, for lack of a better term, like guards? Yeah. Well, there, there's like three levels. There's Carlisle back east and. Yeah. That you couldn't go back home, and then there's the reservation ones where you're kept there, but still couldn't go back home right. until the summer. And then uh, there's like day school or whatever. Then there's the day schools. Okay, still going on. One incident at Duck Valley, Nevada, resulted at school employees shooting at each other. Yes, <laughs> school sh- school shootings did happen. That's right, and it was just and the, and the teachers. I was going to say, yeah, they armed the teachers at one point. Then yeah. the teachers started shooting each other. Only a good Is this what you want? Something, something. So Fuck. one teacher turned on her supervisor <laughs> over, uh, she said she was being harassed. Which uh, is probably not the, uh, yeah, probably not. Yeah. It, it was, it was, yeah. Normal practice. It was a great big, at that time, like 20 page story that I'm kind of condensing here, but nothing happened except for her getting fired uh, because she was had to go to the hospital. Ted, if you slap my ass one more fucking time, <laughs> I'm going to shoot you in the goddamn arm. Then, of course, the the superior claimed that she had an abortion while she was at... That's the reason she was at the hospital. She's a witch. She's literally got, like, a bullet hole in her shoulder. (laughs) Oh, look, she's getting an abortion, I bet. God. Uh, So here's one example. A Lakota named Odo Kate, or Plenty Kill, as you... Yes. uh, He was a kid on the Rosebud Reservation in 1879. So he and a friend see a gathering at one of the buildings. So they kind of look in, and they see a group of people talking to a few white men. And they're playing magic. Mm-hmm. Then uh, they ran away when the white people asked them to come in, and but they were coaxed in with candy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right. That, that would have worked for me, for sure. Yes. Trail of fucking your gross-ass <laughs> hot tamales. <laughs> not the in this van. Nom, nom. You got more of these in the van? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they learned that they were collecting kids for a new school in the east. They got a basket just putting kids in it? Yep. yep. Got to catch uh, them all. Got to catch them all. <laughs> The man in charge of uh, the whiteies was none other than Captain Pratt himself. Oh. And if Plenty Kill wanted to go, he'd have to go ask his father, he said. Hey, that's better than, like, you're going. Mm-hmm. Come with me. Well, don't worry, that happened to you. Yeah, I know. Uh, he explained why uh, later why he went to the school. Uh, he said when he got to be a young man, the Lakota were no longer on the warpath, and there was no buffalo left. So he assumed that only the whiteies only wanted to kill the children. So if he went, that'd be the only way he could die bravely and show his people that he would die for He was him. basically planning to get into all-out, like, the substitute-style fucking yeah. school fight. Yeah. Wait, so that's that's a plenty kill? Yeah. And he's like, fuck it. If I die, I die. Yeah. I'm going to do like, it choke with my hands around the neck of this fucking English teacher. <laughs> that's fucking badass as shit. <laughs> well, just, you have to put... Yourself in these kids' positions, well, right. they have no idea what's what the fuck is what, and what's going on. Right, and they're judging what might happen by what, what is already, already fucking <laughs> So he's like, "Yeah, of course." 
I mean, they're he's making like, a pretty logical leap. Yeah. For, he's like, yeah, it's a trap. But I could take down a few of them yeah. before they actually kill me, probably. This motherfucker mm-hmm. looks like I might be able to put one in his neck before he and gets me. And what's your name, little boy? <laughs> Plenty, Plenty kill. kill. <laughs> we gonna have a fucking problem? <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. Your name's Maynard. Yep. So both the kids and the parents cry as as he leaves. So they get on a train, which was a new terrifying experience. For Fuck, him. that is heartbreaking because they all in their head are like. Dude, this is the last time I'm ever going to see you. You're going to die, but you're going to die like a man. That sucks. Mm-hmm. So they pull into Sioux City, Iowa, uh, no. which is which is nice that they named it after him. Though mm-hmm. uh, they were told they would uh, get off and go to a restaurant, uh, not knowing what to expect. The uh, kids painted their faces like they're going to war. <laughs> so like at every turn, they're like, "All right, this is it. This is when they put the drop on the trap." <laughs> All right, here's your food. Like, yeah. It's fucking poison, man. Here's Grab your, my hand. We're here, doing this together. Here's your happy meal. <laughs> God, that poor fucking kids. So the mob of white people uh, watching this got him even more excited. He's like, ooh, let's check it out. So the mob pressed their faces up at the windows of the restaurant. And the Indians were too nervous to eat. They took their food back to the train and their blankets. Oh. <laughs> Uh, they had a layover in Chicago. Uh, the older kids told the younger ones that the white man was taking to them to the, where the sun rises, and then the, they would uh, dump them dump them over the edge of the earth. Oh, oh man. That's These poor fucking kids. That's vivid and scary. Uh, but they made it. Uh, plenty the kill was the, the... To the edge of the earth? Yep. Then they dropped off the Coke bottle. <laughs> and they plenty kill fucking straight. This is Sparta, the English teacher off the edge. <laughs> <laughs> But he was the first Indian boy to step into the school, and his and name stands. Mm-hmm, his name was changed to Luther Standing Bear. Yep, Luther. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Well, it's because they asked him to pick his name. So they had all these like English names or English names, but you know, fucking right. whitey names, like written on the walls. Well, these kids can't read yet. Yeah. So he's like, mm-hmm. he just points at this collection of squiggles. He's like, okay, you're Luther now. Wow. So he's like that, that one. That one. That like one's visually just aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, and then you'd get uh, as your last name, you'd get your dad's dad's name. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of how it rolls to this day in most mm-hmm. cases. You know. Uh, so when the kids get there, they get the, a bath, and of course their haircut. Mm-hmm. Which is horrifying to them because usually that means somebody has died. Yes. That's why you cut your hair. Oh. Shit. That's why they didn't want to cut their hair. Well, somebody has died. Their previous persona is <laughs> yeah. dead. Mm-hmm. Wow. New, new name, new so man. Meta. And of course, the school says it's it'd be easier to kill lice if they cut their hair. Which I mean, it's true, true. But in normal conditions, usually people don't. You know, they take care of their own lice. That's kind of a thing that people do when they're not kept in squalid. Yeah. Conditions. All you got to do is put mayonnaise in your head. Like, yeah. pack your hair with mayonnaise? No, you or... just do like the chimps do and just kind of pick them up right. and chew on them. Yeah. Well, and, you know, when you have long hair all the time, you tend to brush it a lot more. Brush it? Wash it? Wash it? Take take a bath? Yeah, take a, unlike, uh, like I said, we talk about a lot in this time period. A lot of the European Americans uh, were not as into doing that. Uh, so at Pine Ridge uh, Boarding School, the kids found out that their hair would be cut, and they evacuated the building faster than a fire drill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uniforms were to be worn, too. Mm. Uh, and of course, at the boarding schools, they didn't have enough uniforms. But since they taught sewing classes, you oh, can make your own. Good. And probably a lot more, too. Valuable life skills, yeah. <laughs> now just keep making these. Now that you've got the knack. Yeah, you're doing real good. We need 40 of these by dawn. Yeah, fuck. 
And just like everybody else, nobody likes wearing uniforms. Indians didn't like dressing the same because they, would, you know, you'd always have some your personal markings and yeah. like deeds and uh, names were changed too. Like we said, this is Luther, by the way, or Plenty Kill, Plenty Kill Luther Standing Bear. Those are the uniforms, or is that just what he was I wearing think that that's day? That's pretty much when they got there. They might I mean, have dressed got them little up. Little and shit. So yeah. Okay. And of course, the teacher is not going to call you by an eight-syllable name. And once translated, sometimes the names were embarrassing. Like yeah. Mary Swollen Face or Pisshorn. Mm-hmm. What was uh oh? What was it? Fucking the lady with the tattoos on her face. Oh, uh, Spansta. Spansta, <laughs> which means what was it again? Rotten vagina. Oh, rotten yeah. vagina. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, that could have just meant that she was infertile or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Still awesome. But a young man afraid of his horses actually meant that you were so feared as a warrior that even the sight of your horse is coming and still fear in your enemy, not a guy who is afraid of his horse like Don Knotts or something. (laughs) How would you like to be so famous that you were a prisoner of your own voice? Don Knotts. Very likable man, extremely talented man. He can't make obscene phone calls. He might want to. He might be up at four in the morning in a dirty bathrobe. Well, I've been looking at you through the bedroom window. Is this Don Knotts? Ah! They know it's me every time. How the name across them, they know it's me every goddamn time. It's a caller ID. Uh, so many different ways were discussed, but finally it was decided that they you know pick an English first name and then use your father's last uh, father's name for a last name because uh, sometimes they would just name them after famous people. But if you had fourteen Harriet Beecher Stowe's in your school, that sure. wouldn't work. Right. Or George Washingtons. Or- Hello, how I'm many, Johnny Cash. How many John, John Browns can you get? Yeah, <laughs> well, fuck, we've talked about maybe ten of them Yo. in the last couple of months. So once you chose your name from the blackboard, the teacher would write it down on a piece of paper and then stick it to the back of their shirts. So Like a kick me sign? Yep. <laughs> picturing more like how bronc riders wear their number on oh, the back sure, of yeah, shirt, yeah. but sure, kick me sign. <laughs> so the teacher would take roll and no one would answer. Because they don't know the fucking name. <laughs> also, they don't know how to read and it's written on their back. <laughs> yep. And they don't, a lot of them don't speak any English. <laughs> Jesus. So basically she just walked around and looked at the pieces of paper to see if well aren't they also basically captives like it's not like yeah and expecting to be and thousands of miles away from their house yeah so, like, at you? least in the case of that one dude like expecting to die at any moment right well yeah that's luther yeah <laughs> so one kid named conrad uh, writes to pratt he has to change his name because some of the girls called him corn rat <laughs> called him what corn rat corn rat his or, name's conrad oh, okay or some called him cornbread <laughs> okay Wow, this like the school bullying even before school was a fucking concept. It's just it's just inherent in children. So in Lakota, Lakota culture, the circle was sacred. Uh, boxes and straight lines were foreign to most people that weren't whitey. Uh, lawns and pruned trees and contoured gardens was all alien. The food was different. Even though sometimes it was better than the rancid stuff that the army would give you. <laughs> but a Klamath uh, student remembers that the school employees got the best cuts of meat. And uh, a, Hop- a Hopi kid learned to steal just to stay alive. Most kids went to bed hungry. 
But if you had a farm at your boarding school, you might uh, not have fared as bad. Oh, okay. Now they had to use napkins and forks and rules and lots of rules because oh, it was boy. militaristic, too. You know what you kids are going to love? All the rules I'm about to impose on you that you will not understand and will seem very arbitrary and possibly cruel. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, you get to wear the, the uniform and made to march every morning. Uh, Indian ideas of time were different from ladies. Uh, it wasn't by clocks. At the Carlisle School, they had a regular article in the newspaper, which, which was, was called The Man on the Bandstand. Is that the one you're thinking of? No, I'm thinking of The Red Man. Oh, Oh, the paper was called the the Red Man. Oh, of course. (laughs) Cool. Cool, cool. But the article in the Red Man was the man on the bandstand, who was an all-knowing, all-seeing figure who watched every move of the students. Oh, Santa Claus. Santa, yeah. Or the elf (laughs) on the fucking shelf. (laughs) That was just to remind them that they're under constant watch by somebody in the man in the sky. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you practice your culture. He hears you when you speak your language and he'll bang your knuckles with a ruler. Uh, That's the other thing. Corporal punishment for children was rare in Indian cultures. Right, but... Not not the, in fucking white culture. The nope. fucking standard. <laughs> yeah, shit, all the way up until, like, my parents were in fucking school, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Actually, my mom got a, she got fucking, she got beat with a ruler regularly because she's left-handed. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would do it. And, like, being in grade school in, like, the late 40s and early 50s, like. Yeah. That would do it. Indian parents were shocked when their kids were spanked or strapped or worse, though the Indian office was officially against it. In official policy, anyway, but in reality, many agents and superintendents continued. Uh, some of the kids were jailed, and some of the schools had guardhouses. And even solitary confinement. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, the school's kind of a prison anyway, sounds like. Right. Mm-hmm. Wake up, boy! This is your life! Come on, son! principles always in your face! Um, were these uh, co-ed? Yeah. Yeah. And um, all kinds of, the age gap was crazy. Like, I think the first class at Carlisle, the youngest kid was six, and the oldest was one of those 25-year-olds from Florida. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, can I, like, because we were talking about the clothes and the haircuts and stuff, and I found that quote from uh, Sandy Bear that he wrote later in his life. The civilizing process at Carlisle began with clothes. Whites believed that Indian children would not be civilized while wearing moccasins and blankets. Their hair was cut because in some mysterious way, long hair stood in the path of our development. They were issued the clothes of white men. High collars, stiff bosom shirts, and suspenders fully three inches in width were uncomfortable. While white leather boots caused actual suffering. Sandy Bear said that red flannel underwear caused actual torture. He remembered that red flannel underwear is the worst thing about life at Carlisle. So you can imagine, like, you're used to either like, oh, it's hot, I'm going to take off my shirt, or I'm, like, wearing generally, like, buckskin or thin cloth. Yeah. And, yep, here's some good scratchable underwear. It's like, why am I wearing three layers of shit? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm fine, really. Yeah. Like, it's doing very it's good well for you, for boy. <laughs> Builds character. Wow, where are all these lights coming from? Fucking. As early as the first year at uh, Carlisle, Pratt instituted a court martial system with older kids serving as judges. Yes, because children love court martials. Yay. Mm-hmm. So that would be adopted by uh, all the, uh, all the other schools. At Albuquerque, it was a punishment of meal of uh, bread and water just for speaking Indian, and I'm sure a lot worse on that. Would you course. put that on the menu at the bar? Punishment meal? <laughs> bread and water. <laughs> bread and uh, fucking, uh, what's called, uh, malort. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, it's just bread soaked in malort. <laughs> oh, God. Just a hot dog bun soaked in malort. Oh, uh, and then you got to run it through the toaster and get it all nice and hot. <laughs> oh, God. Oh God! Like well, the other day we took that hot underberg. That was oh yeah, that was wild. Yeah, that chemically changes that shit. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it was like ninety degrees in the bar. Ninety five. Drinking Vicks Vapor Rub basically yeah. is what it became. Dude, once mm. I put those in the fridge, mm. I just I want to always have those in the fridge because they're so fucking good when they're cold. Right, but I mean the bandolier, the bandolier, the bandolier well, can still be there. Or I can take it home and put shotgun shells in it. <laughs> I don't think shotgun shells will fit in that. They will fit in it. Really? Twelve, 12 inch will fit in. Oh yeah. Oh. Like it's it's almost like it was made for that. Oh, cool. What? One one more note for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> uh, the the, well, uh, the uh, Underberg. 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 It's like a German uh, Aper- like aperitif, aperitif or, uh, digestive. Digestive. Oh. It's like tiny little bottles and like prominently displayed in like a leather bandolier, like Pancho Villa style. Oh, cool. But, yeah, but don't drink it when it's ninety five degrees because it's <laughs> it has a chemical reaction that. I, tr- I tried like one later based. that night. Later that night, when I was like closing up, I tried one when it was like ninety degrees, yeah. and it was like, oh, yeah. like your body instantly wants to like yeah. eject its entire stomach well, because out. it thinks you just fucking quaffed a thing of pine saw. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's a little too aromatic. Like, yeah, like it outgasses and shit. <laughs> but every school had its own graveyard. Because uh, that's what every, every school, school needs. needs a graveyard. <laughs> Uh, of course, disease and epidemics were common in crowded schools. But it was important for Pratt to keep his students alive, though. That's good of Pratt. <laughs> Just they had a thing on the wall. It's like uh, days without days student. without death. <laughs> Jesus. Mostly, he wanted to keep the uh, tribal leaders happy to keep sending their students there. Right. Which yeah. I mean, that's he wasn't a total asshole. yeah. That's not an evil policy. <laughs> like, hey, our number one priority is to keep the children alive. Good. <laughs> Mostly so tribal leaders keep sending their children, so we basically effectively have some degree of control over them because we have your kids. Yeah. Oh, shit. There's something I didn't think about. Nope. Yeah, so this is one of those uh, where they didn't keep great numbers about how many died. Mm-hmm. And they might have died when they went back home or later from consumption, so it's it's up there, though. Cool. 
Uh, that's why the Pope should go apologize to everybody, like he's doing to Canada. But what? The I've Catholic been, Church didn't have anything been to do with no, the, Pope, the American news. schools. Yeah, the Pope went to Canada and like met with some of the uh, like tribal leaders up there and like apologized for the Catholic fucking like because Indian schools and no. shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, mostly because when they they unearthed all the fucking oh, yeah all the mass grave. dead children mass grave yeah up by where the, one of the schools is or used to be yeah. Didn't really do much research on the Canadian schools. I'm sure they're they're actually modeled after the American ones, but the difference was that the Canadian schools went on until like the 60s or 70s. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, didn't I read something like, I'm not trying to jump ahead here, but I think uh, like the policy of removing Indian children from their families was only completely kind of done away with in what, 1973 in this country? Wouldn't doubt it. Fuck. Anyway, is that a good place to stop for this week? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I, yeah, I'm going to need a break. <laughs> I'm just saying, our listeners, everybody go uh, get yourself a bourbon. Like fucking... That was like there, four, stare into the distance. That was four years before you were born, dude. I know. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, all right. So, hope you're enjoying this ride through educational history folks but i guess uh we got a bunch more on this topic so we're going to cut it down for today and we will resume next time and see if we can't find a light at the end of the tunnel or cause severe and lasting trauma to everyone who hears this stuff i'll i'll go with the trauma okay Want a little <laughs> i'll boat. take the trauma please yeah, you, trauma mm. please for 400 the second daily double is the trauma fresh? <laughs> it's that's the uh, what was it, the punishment meal? Oh, yeah, <laughs> nice malort hot dog bone with a side of trauma. Mm. Okay, we'll be back next week. But until then, we are going to go out in a hail of education. Nope, of <laughs> oh, I was going to say malort fire, but malort education fire. fire is good too. <laughs> Over. Well. Bye.